if I promise this ad will be quick, will you pay close attention? Okay, it's not even much of an ad. All I want you to do is go to today's show notes and click the link about my upcoming events. That way you'll know exactly where I'll be and when I'll be there so that we can meet in person. Like I said, it'll be short. Go find that link. Here is the episode. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams, and today we're in for a treat because we got some rock stars in the house, well, actually, virtually. Scott and Heidi Huggins, here's the thing. These, these guys are focused in the tri County area in Charleston, South Carolina. So they work in about a 30 mile radius. What's very, very interesting out there, they are one working virtually. So they just picked up a large apartment complex in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, just outside it. We're going to talk a little bit about their journey, but here is one of the cool things you're going to learn. When we talk about their most creative deal, we're actually going to talk about how the seller paid them. $33,000. Yes, the seller paid the buyers $33,000 to take over the property. So we're going to learn a lot from them. With that said, Scott and Heidi, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. So when there's two people on the show, we got to give a little bit of time for your journey. So first off, if Heidi, can you just tell me how did you get from born to here in 60 seconds? I um, was born in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, and um, when I was young, uh, younger and uh, second grade, I moved to Michigan. I spent most of my life in Michigan. Um, when I got a little bit older, I spent a year in Hawaii and then came back to Michigan, and then I moved down to South Carolina, and I've been here for about uh, 13 years now. So um, my journey is that um, I was a stay-at-home mom, and um, I ended up uh, going through a divorce, and with five kids, I started working at um, a bar to support my children. And then um, during that, I met Scott, and he was in real estate. And I started helping him with real estate. And we ended up getting married, you know, a few years later. And we had another child, so we have just six children. Just six. <laughs> just <That's> six. <laughs> six boys. Um, and uh, so I've been a real estate agent for three years now, over three years, but um, I'm active in, you know, doing the uh, short-term rental side now and, and kind of getting out of that agency um, era and, um, and just uh, having fun with, you know, putting properties together and teaching other people how to, you know, do their properties and, um, you know, we're starting a lot of new things and a lot of uh, uh, new avenues, um, you know, towards short-term rental and um, doing multifamily and we have a lot of avenues. I absolutely am looking forward to getting into that part of the business, especially how you're doing some of these short-term rentals, Airbnbs, but you're actually taking over other people's properties. They still own the properties, but you manage it. It's, it's incredible. We're going to get a lot of wisdom from both of you. Scott, will you tell us how you got from born to now in 60 seconds or less? 60 seconds, okay. Um, well, I was born in a little town called Darlington, South Carolina, um, which is a little uh, about two hours from Charleston. Um, and ended up coming to Charleston to go to college. Went to College of Charleston and graduated with a degree in biology and chemistry. And um, during that time, I got interested in real estate. Um, didn't really know anything about it. 
um, ordered one of his courses, uh, late night courses, how to buy foreclosures. And, and me and two buddies went into a business together and uh, started door knocking, you know, had no clue what we were doing. Um, we uh, eventually, after a year, we got our first property and then that kind of, you know, just, just escalated after that point. And, um, and then I ended up, uh, went, I got, went through uh, one bad marriage and got divorced and then uh, ended up meeting Heidi and, um, and she was, uh, she was interested in real estate and I was like, well, this is, this is great. So uh, and here we are. Um, we've been doing our real estate ever since. And, uh, you know, and then last year we recently got into a uh, short term rental business. All right. So we might be starting backwards um, because the last property that you closed was a 28 unit just outside of Louisville, right? Correct. Yeah. Walk us through that deal a little bit, would you please? Sure. Sure. We actually, um, we have two other partners on that deal that we work with and uh, they, um, they brought us the deal and we all looked at it and, um, and decided the numbers look good. Um, it was a it was a mom and pop uh, property. It was brought to us. It was still off market. It hadn't been listed yet, but it was brought to us by a broker. So kind of you know almost or in the gray area, I guess. So um, he gave us the you know gave us the opportunity to shop to, to take a look at it first. We analyzed it, saw a lot of uh, operational deficiencies um, that we could capitalize on. Um, as far as the condition of the property, it, it was, it was a great condition. So, uh, you know, we went ahead and, you know, spent a, you know, spent a week down there, um, walking the property inspections, you know, talking to property managers and getting everything lined up and, uh, just closing that back in, uh, back in November. All right. So a lot of people want to really learn how you got this 28 unit. And so I think the two questions that are on our minds right now is number one, well, where did you go? How did you meet these partners? Where did you meet them? And the second one is really what is the role? Okay, so why are you partnering with them? Is somebody bringing money? Is somebody bringing experience? Is somebody bringing boots on the ground? So can you kind of uh, just dive into those two questions, uh, either of you? How did you meet these partners and what are the roles? Sure, sure. Do you want to talk about how we met them? Yep, we uh, met them through um, Dave Lindahl. Um, we, uh, we went through one of his courses and we, um, we just kept, you know, talking to him every time we would go to one of his meet, you know, his, um, his courses and, and we built a relationship with them. So, okay. through. so that's how you met them. What is their role in this property and what's your role in this property? Good question. So that's kind of one of the things we talked about right up front. Um, Getting into an apartment building, you know, as you know, anybody that's going down that road yet, there's a there's a lot of variables, a lot of things that have to be done. So it's uh, you quickly learn that it's a lot for one person to do, um, and you know, so we kind of figured out, hey, we got one one girl named Angela. She's really great at the numbers, and she's definitely a, a really good numbers person. So we're like, she runs with the numbers. Um, and Andrew was actually our other partner, and he he met the broker, um, and that that brought us the deal. And because we have a lot of management experience, um, about twenty years of management, property management experience, they brought us in to kind of oversee the property manager and the running of the property. Excellent, lot a lot of good info. Okay, so really want to dive into this Airbnb thing because, frankly. You're the first guest that I've had after about 200 episodes 
to really have the knowledge about Airbnb. So I'm, I'm very excited to dive into this and understand how these businesses work, how you've been making money, and definitely uh, excited to talk about like sometimes you don't even have to own the real estate to make money off of an Airbnb. So um, could you guys speak to that a little bit on just, I guess, give us the baseline knowledge that we need from a high level view of what is Airbnb and how do you run these things? Sure, sure. Airbnb is short-term rental, um, you know, vacation rental. Um, there's Airbnb home away. We also do corporate rental. Um, we try to, you know, touch on every, um, you know, aspect of it. That way, you know, we're getting all sides and we can, you know, create income from all sides. Um, our first property was uh, a home that we couldn't sell, you know, traditionally for what we wanted. And so we just kind of threw it on there empty. And we got a lot of uh, responses from a lot of people. And we said, well, we've got to do this. So we ended up filling it with furniture. And that was our first project. Our second two, we um, actually rented from other people. So um, we rented those homes. And then we, you know, we've made quite a bit of money off of those two. Um, and um, more than enough to pay, you know, the, the rents and, you know, um, make it work. Um, a couple of the other ones that we have, we did a, um, we do a lot of creative financing. So um, we don't mortgage them. We just, you know, we work with the people that are having um, financial difficulties and we take over their homes and, um, you know, we do a lot of um, creative stuff. Um, and uh, we also have traditional rents and then we have, you know, um, release options, some too. So um, we, it's a, I love the Airbnb because I can create what I want in the home and then I can, you know, um, have ex people have experiences and they love it and they, you know, want to come back and, and that's where I get the joy of, you know, adding value to other people's lives is through experiences and creating that like on a weekly basis or on a daily basis. Um, but um, also, you know, helping other people on the other end if they're in a financial difficulty we love to, you know, um, get them out of a bad situation too, and then um, relieve them from, you know, having their uh, financial heartaches or, you know, whatever they're going through. Um, and and it benefits, you know, everybody around. So awesome. it's almost like the the wheel of life, you know, um, from one person to the next. If you could um, just say, when you say you like to do a lot of creative financing. Can you um, share with me just um, three examples of creative financing? And we might be able to dive deep into these three, but what are like maybe a couple of examples of creative financing that you've utilized? I remember you said lease option. What were the others? I do a lot of the acquisition uh, side and that's what a, a lot of my experience is in. So, we typically when we when we approach homeowners, um, you know, we give them we like to give them several options. You know, most most people are typically aware of like an all cash purchase, you know, scenario. Well, we like to give you know most people don't like to just kind of be cornered into one thing, so we try to give them other options um, besides that. Um, so one of the things we do is, is called mortgage takeover or, or subject to, um, and a lot of people don't even realize you can really do that, that that's even legal. Um, mortgage companies don't really like it per se that you do it, but, um, but it's, you know, it, it, you can do it. Um, and that, that helps alleviate, you know, people from having, you know, that are behind, you know, behind on their payments. It 
and it helps them avoid foreclosure or, you know, get out of, get out of the burden of having to do those payments. We'll kind of take it over and then, you know, um, either resell it or if it's a great uh, Airbnb property, we'll, you know, do it that way. Um, lease purchases, that's actually how I got started. Um, you know, back the first property that I bought was a lease purchase. And uh, like I said, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just kind of going by what, you know, I learned from this guy. And, um, and so with that, you basically, you basically leasing the property um, from the people. And then you also give them uh, a, a purchase agreement or an option to purchase in the near future. Um, you, the, the really neat thing about that is, you know, you have control of the property and you have the right to purchase the property. You don't have to purchase it. So if the market turns or, you know, or, or whatever, um, you, you're not obligated to purchase it down the road, but um, they are obligated to sell it to you. So um, one of the other things we do is called a profit split. Um, that's kind of something new that, that we do. And we basically partner with the homeowner. Um, and that works great when homeowners really think their, the price of their house is really inflated where it really is. Um, we just say, hey, look, as long as we make you know, this certain amount of money, anything over that, we'll split with you. And, you know, and all that's negotiable, of course. Very, very smart. I like that. And something that I really like to bring out is that um, some folks that are doing what we do, uh, real estate investing, and they they may only have the one tool in their belt, and mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of tools. Okay, so there's a there's a hammer, there's a screwdriver, there's a, a power drill, there's all sorts of things out there, and um, some people all they have is that hammer. It's like uh, give me your house for half its value or 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 nothing, and maybe that tool just doesn't work. But you're coming to the table saying, let me alleviate your pain take over the mortgage or let me uh, do a lease purchase or let me do all cash or let's, well, you think it's worth that. So why don't we do this? If you're right, you're going to make tons of money because all I need to make is the money if I'm right. Um, and I guess you're not saying it like that, but that, that frankly, that's really what we're talking about. If, if you're right and it's worth as much as you think uh, you're going to have, you can have whatever's so above here or we'll split whatever's above here. And so you're coming in with all the different tools to make sure that you can solve a problem. Um, so instead of what a lot of people are like, um, well, I can't do anything but cash only. You guys are saying, well, how can I fix their problem? How can I? So I love it. I, I really do. So um, you said, Heidi, earlier when uh, we were talking about the Airbnbs and HomeAway, uh, and uh, business rentals. I think I'm saying that wrong. But when we started to mention that, you said that maybe, I think it was the second and the third one, you didn't necessarily own the property, but you made a lot of money on them. And uh, so could we dive into those two deals so we can, I, I want to really understand that a little bit better. So um, what we did was we part, well, we, you know, told them that what we were doing and um, they agreed to, to rent to us. We, um, we just tell them all the benefits that we can uh, do for them. And, uh, and we give them a list of what we can do for them. And then we give them our list of what, you know, we expect from the, the, um, you know, renter. So um, the one that's running to us. So um we take care of like a lot of the repairs and we'll do like up to like $300 worth of repairs, which, you know, it alleviates uh, a lot of it off their plate. And, um, 
but we also will, uh, you know, we're cleaning their home every week. We're, you know, making sure everything's up to par. We're not letting anything, you know, slip between the cracks. And so the homeowners, they, they really like it because then they don't, you know, have to babysit their house and we're, you know, pretty um, efficient about taking care of things. And one of our, um, the ladies that we rent from, she is actually out of the country. So it really, you know, makes her feel a lot better that her home is being taken care of. And um, so this is like the second year we're renting from both of them. So um, the first year went great and then they're um, wanting to rent to us again and they know exactly what we what we do and and um they're okay with it as long as you're transparent and you know you're not um but we also like have a a portfolio that we kind of send to them too we don't just go in and say hey can i rent your house we have um you know something that we have with um all of our credentials and um we present you know professionalism and um that helps a lot too yeah like a credibility package yep awesome Okay, so I have a few questions that I have queued up right now. Um, let's see. We are talking about, first off, you said that you have a, a list of things that you can do for them. So before getting into questions, I, I, I need to you know bring that to light because you're thinking the right way. There's other people that are all thinking about me, 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 what can I do for me? And when you think like that, other people um, can read that. And when you're thinking about this is what we can do for you as a service, we can make you a little bit more money. We can, we're going to clean your house every week. We're going to make sure that things are there, whatever. Um, I, I just think that that's very, very important to, to show that quote that you said, you list, uh, you have a list of what you can do for them. Second thing. Okay. So a question. You, you talked about a lady that's out of the country who's signing up with you again, um, which just makes me ask this question. Who really is your ideal client? Who are you really serving? Um, I mean, pretty much. We have even gone to like um, apartment complex and presented our, our you know, proposal. And they, one of them was even going to let us put our own lock on the door. Um, and because, you know, when you, when you present it in a certain way, then they are so happy to rent from you because they know that they're not going to have any problems from you. So, um, like I said, we present it as, you know, doing corporate rental, doing, you know, um, Airbnb, Airbnb and doing, you know, friends and family. And we also present it as we're have because we have like investors that come into the area that want to meet with us and we have to house them somewhere. So, um, and we've had, you know, people from our mastermind group and everything come down and stay with us. And, and, you know, that, that creates a sense of security because they know that we are, you know, um, constantly scanning everybody that's going to be in the property. And, um, we're very, you know, um, you know, up to par with, with making sure that the people that we have staying with us are, you know, not going to destroy or, you know, ruin their property. Perfect. I have two questions that are going to be for Scott, but before I ask those, um, you mentioned that sometimes you have people from your mastermind group meeting and staying in South Carolina. Um, tell me more about the mastermind group real fast before we get into those questions with Scott. Um, we have a group of um, individuals that um, love to thrive and, and they're always doing great things. And we, we learn from them all the time. And we've been in it for what, three years now, two yeah. years. Yeah. 
Um, it's a, it's, um, they're called M1, um, March to a Million. And um, we just, um, they're just a great group of people that come in and, and they love South Carolina. And when they come here, you know, or passing through, we love to host them and just kind of, you know, give them a, um, an awesome experience. And, you know, we, we love okay. it. Thanks, so, yeah. thanks for letting me kind of take us off track here for a moment. <laughs> um, I appreciate it. Thank you. And okay, so Scott, you mentioned a credibility package. I've got two questions for you. The first one is just, what does the portfolio look like today? Well, right now we've got we've got two that we do rental arbitrage on, which is you know we lease from the landlords, and then you know we get a rent spread. Um, we have um, we've got three properties that. Um, that we own and uh, control using some of our creative uh, techniques that we talked about. Um, and then we have, we just, we're tr constantly trying different things. We actually, we have, uh, we've been renting entire homes. Um, so we recently just, just uh, branched out into renting some rooms out. So we're seeing how that's going. Um, so we got two of those. Um, and uh, I'm actually in talks with, uh, with an investor here in Charleston that is, um, acquiring a thousand units this year and partnering with them on um, actually partnering and doing some Airbnb in their apartment um, complexes Perfect. as they acquire them. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So my second question um, is for the listener who has one or two rentals uh, that they're using as Airbnb rentals. They've got these short-term rentals going and they may have had it for the last six months or maybe even two years. Like you guys have had a, a couple of years for two years or longer, right? We've actually only been in it for about a year. Yeah, a little over a year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. So. Got it, got it. Okay, well, so a listener who has had it for six months, maybe a year like you or even, even a, a, over a year, and they haven't yet thought to create the arbitrage like you have, how do they put their credibility package? Like what kind of – Walk us through what yours looks like or what theirs should look like so that they can start making money um, creatively by not even having to own the properties, if you could, Scott. Sure, sure. It, you know, we kind of we put ourselves in the landlord's shoes and us being landlords already, we kind of knew a lot of um, the hangups and, and you probably, you probably heard them before, um, you know, with short-term rentals. And, and as we found, a lot of them aren't even true, really. They're just fears, you know. So we address those concerns with the landlord. So we, you know, we have a we have a corporate um, rental application that we use, and um, we use our business. Um, and so we also have a um, there's a service where you can get like a business credit score um, started. Um, you have to apply for it, and uh, so we have that on there. Um, and we also put a we also put in a you know we show them you know an addendum we're going to put on the lease that says you know look we're going to take care of a certain amount of repairs um, for you and you know that's always negotiable all this stuff's negotiable really um, we also tell them you know look we're going to have your home clean weekly on a weekly basis um, and uh, we also you know reassure them that we're going to be abiding by whatever you know parking uh, codes and ordinances there are um, and um, you know, pretty much um, that, that's it. We try to address any concerns that they have and, you know, and we put it in writing for them, you know. Very smart. Very smart. Okay. So I've got one more question 
And then we're going to get into the final five. And the final five is going to be interesting, especially with you, because your most creative deal was a deal that somebody paid you $33,000 to take it over. So I'm really excited to get into that. Um, so first, let me just ask you, what are your goals in 2019? Yeah, um, I actually just just finished those being the beginning of the year. So um, what I do with mine is I, I, I set them into three categories. I have personal, you know, business, and then health. Um, you know, business-wise, um, you know, we want to close another 300 apartment units this year. Um, and, we, you know, we're, uh, we're also wanting, we're kind of transitioning from the single family as we, as, you know, as we get more multifamily. Um, but we still, we still want to close another 12, um, you know, Airbnb um, or single family homes also. And, um, and then, you know, as far as uh, my personal, my personal uh, goals, you know, I've got, I've got some of those that are, you know, just don't, we're very, we're very religious. So we're very big into giving and, you know, giving to, you know, our community. So we got some, some goals set along those lines. And, uh, and of course, health, you know, um, you know, if you're not, you don't look after your health, you know, nothing else is really going to matter. So uh, you got to make sure that's number one too. So I always set some health goals too. Okay, so I'm going to challenge you real fast before we move sure. into the final five. Um, Airbnb, going great for you. You have a goal to pick up 12 more of those. Multifamily, it's going great for you. You've, been, you've studied it. You've paid a lot of money for the education for it. Um, and you're going to get 300 units this year. Here's the challenge. Here's the question. Which one do you make more money in and would it make more sense to drop one or the other and put all your efforts into either getting, let's just say, 24 Airbnbs this year or 600 doors of uh, multifamily? Uh, anyway, yeah, speak to that. Just let me know what your thoughts are. Would it be better for you to, to go all in on one of them? You know, um, that's a very good question. And that's something we always look, look at. We look at, you know, where our income's coming from. You know, our real goal is to create as many streams of passive income as we can. Um, you know, we're constantly looking at the Airbnb market, you know, see, seeing how, you know, seeing how that's going. Um, and if it comes to where we're not making income, you know, with that, we're, we love to think outside the box and innovate. So we're, and that's what we do the best, you know, we uh, figure things out. But, um, you know, we're looking at combining Airbnb with the multifamily. You know, we think there's a big short-term rental opportunity in multifamily. Um, I've talked to some other investors about it, and they agree, too. So, that's another value-add opportunity to us. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're, whatever, we're, we're ready to go. Whatever the market decides to do, we're, hey, we're, going, we're ready to pick up and change and do what we need to do. I love those three answers. Uh, number one, you, you talked about, well, we want diversification. Number two, you talked about, well, um, it's best to have multiple streams of income. And the third one is why not combine them? So yeah, three very great answers to a question that I thought you'd have trouble with. So here we go. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the final five. Unfortunately, many people think that they have to take their first step into passive income through buying a single family rental and then they find out after that that route isn't really very passive. And I'm currently selling off my portfolio of 18 smaller properties that I kind of call unnecessary headaches. 
my goal this year is to make good money actively on my uh, running my real estate business, but then putting my other passive money instead of buying rentals, actually putting them into other people's syndications where I'm completely hands off and making a higher return than I was with my single family and small multifamily. And I no longer have to deal with the day to day. If you're an accredited investor, then Blue Spruce Holdings has some opportunities for you right now to be a passive passive investor. So go to realbluespruce.com to find out how to be a passive passive investor. It's time for the final five. Scott and Heidi, what's the most creative deal you've ever done? That was actually a single family deal uh, we did this past year. Um, so I had approached a guy actually a year earlier um, about buying his home. And the numbers indicated that he was going to need to bring about uh, 33000 to closing to make it happen. And, you know, a lot of people won't even present that. They just drop it like a hot potato and move on. But I always present it. And because you never know, I've had several people do this. He, a year later, almost to the day, um, I followed up with him and uh, he said, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I was like, oh, okay. Listen, you know, I didn't even remember at that point really what the deal was. He said, uh, yeah, uh, I got the thirty-three grand," And uh, I was like, great. Let's get the paperwork signed. Met him. Met him the next day. Got it signed, and you know we ended up making another thirty-five grand on an afternoon soda. Crazy. Now here's what I want to bring out to the listener: um, a couple of things. Number number one, just ask. Just mm-hmm. ask. Most people they don't want to offend somebody, but um, you went further than the average person because you asked. Number two. Uh, this was a, a year in, of, of cultivation, okay? It happened a year ago. So uh, we're not always talking about this business being, all right, you want to do fix and flips, you want to do creative real estate, you want to do wholesales. Um, you do something now and nothing happens in a week because you talk to 100 people. It doesn't mean they won't call you a year from now. Okay, the, the next one um, is the follow-up because what I thought I heard you mention is that you reach back out to him uh, one year later. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. I had been reaching out to him throughout the year, but it was actually that a year later almost to the date. All right. So the fortune is in the follow-up, my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Heidi, are there any other details to this uh, $33,000 the seller paid you guys to take it over for him that we missed? Well, I mean, he didn't mention that he saved up actually $40,000 for us. And we said, good news, it was only like, or 38000 it was only going to be 33000 So, um, I remember when he first talked to him and, uh, you know, we had no idea that he was going to actually save up that whole entire year. But um, you, won't, you don't know what somebody's going to do when they're desperate to get rid of their house. And, and, and sometimes their, their home is just a very a big burden for them. And they, if, if it's gone, you know, they're happy to get rid of it and then they can move on. Um, I think this particular guy wanted to move out of the state or he was already out of the state and he just wanted to move on with his life. So, um, yeah, you just never know. So always ask. It's not the first deal. I mean, most of our deals we've gotten, um, we've ha- had cash brought to the table. So, yeah. Wow. What, okay, so question number two of the final five. What is a book that you recommend? Mm, well, I just reread The uh, Go-Giver again. That's always a good book. Um, and I'm actually right now I'm reading uh, Joe Perlis's, uh, his, uh, first that first book he put out. And I plan on reading his next one that he just put out and released too. So. Awesome. Heidi, is there a book that you recommend? I, um, I love Stephen Covey, everything that Stephen Covey writes. 
and um, the Bible. I mean, that's my go-to for, you know, my strength and my, my wisdom and, you know, everything that I right. do in life. So, All right. So, um, I appreciate all those four books. Uh, thank you so much. Okay. So, five years ago, let's just, I want to really paint that picture and explain where you were because you have all the success today. You've been doing these Airbnbs for a year. You just closed on a multifamily with 20 something units. Um, where were you five years ago? Are you, are you talking to me or Scott? <laughs> I, I guess as a couple. Um, what, what were you guys doing as a couple? I know you probably have different perspectives on that. <laughs> eight to 10 years. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, either one of you. Well, five years ago, I was pretty broken person and, uh, you know, trying to get out of the bar industry. I, um, you know, I met Scott, I was an exotic dancer and, um, I don't know if you knew that, but, um, but yeah, so, um, I did that for about six years trying to, you know, support my boys. And, and, um, so when I met Scott, um, you know, I did that for a while when we were together and then I finally said, that's enough and, um, I need to do something else. And, um, you know, just walking away from that brokenness, um, I was able to, you know, get into the mastermind group and get people that were supporting me. And, and then my family was supporting me, um, you know, after walking away from that, that kind of life, but, um, and just, you know, um, building my confidence and, um, I don't know, here I am now and it's been a long journey, but, uh, it's been well worth it. And, um, I'm very, uh, very thankful for for the journey because i really appreciate where i am now so really really great stuff thank you for going into that really appreciate it if you see yourself today and, you, and you're doing all these things and you're inspiring a lot of people and you're making good money and you have that mastermind you have that group of people and you know that you've come a, lo a long way in the last five years what do you see yourself um I guess I say see yourself because I'm used to, um, uh, I guess, interviewing one person. Where do you see yourselves five years from now? What are, what are you going to be doing? What are you going to own uh, in five years from today? Mm, five years, yeah. You know, we, we would like to, uh, we'd like to be in a position where we could give away a million dollars for one. Yes. That, that would be, that's a, that's a huge goal of ours. Um, we definitely want to have, uh, you know, probably several thousand more units, uh, you know, added our portfolio. We're not going to stop. There's no such thing as retirement, you know, uh, not when you love what you do. So, uh, and, you know, short-term rental business, who knows, um, it may keep exploding and may retract um, some, um, but we'll, you know, we like the vacation rental business. It's a, it's a great way to, you know, to help people and, you know, and just, you know, it's, it's great satisfaction to get from it you know, from doing this business. My favorite part of the answer, um, a lot of people, they're so success driven. They're just so success driven. And, and you know, I, frankly, I'm one of them. I'll just be honest. And, and well, we are too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you are in, uh, in your, and you, and you mentioned that you want to own several thousand units and you want to be involved in the vacation rentals. And, and you talked about that, but I think it's really important to mention that the first thing you said is we would like to give away a million dollars. So it's just very, it's just how you think, uh, I think makes a, makes a big play on where you're going to go. And just knowing that you started off the, the answer to that question with, we'd like to give away a million dollars says a lot about you.
So that kind of ties in. And I know that you like to give uh, within your church as well. Um, But how do you give back? What do you do do to inspire others and and help others to get to where you are? Uh, How do you guys give back? Um, I think uh, just by helping other people get on the right foot with their entrepreneurial um, journey. Um, we're helping another guy and a gal right now uh, buy a house in Charleston to to start their Airbnb. And um, just, you know, people that come to us, we just, you know, we're always given information about how we got started and, and um, you know, add in value. Anywhere we can, we, we try to add value to other people's lives, whether, you know, it's, um, you know, just smile or giving away something, you know, unique or um, just something. I, I have these little, like, um, a wooden uh, postcards that says, you know, different things like, you know, um, about smiling or something, you know, just adding value and, and just, you know, I give them away when I'm on vacations or something like that. And they have a piece of, you know, something to remember, you know, that somebody was kind to them or nice to them. I, I don't know, just everything that we can to, to give value is, I mean, that's what our purpose is. I, I think in life is, you know, not just to be successful and not to, you know, which is great. And I love, you know, being successful, but um, just being something to somebody else. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Sorry. Did I cut you off? No, that's okay. (laughs) I apologize. I apologize. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. And I'm glad you were on the show. Both of you. Thank you so much. And thanks for sharing uh, all of your journey for the last five, 10 years and what you've been able to do over the last year. It's, it's impressive and it's inspiring. And, if a listener wants to reach out to you, they can go to um, HugginsAssetManagement.com. Is that right? HugginsAssetManagement.com. Or at gmail, if gmail.com. At G, oh, that's the email. At gmail.com. Thank you. And or if that's if they want to talk about Airbnb. So if you're curious, you want to learn more about Airbnb, these, these guys just said that the way they give back is teaching other people the knowledge of how to do the Airbnb. They just want to add value. So if that's what you want to know, go to, go to email HugginsAssetManagement.com at gmail.com or if you want to learn how to be a passive investor with what they're doing or just talk to them about some of these multifamily things you go to info at thepartmentinvestors.com I don't know how you got that e- that uh, website it's amazing theapartmentinvestors.com or um, you can actually if you're on YouTube not YouTube if you're on Facebook you can just type in at airb the Diva. I'll just put that in the show notes in case it's uh, hard to spell out, but A-I-R-B-T-H-E-D-I-V-A, and uh, that's how you can find them on social media as well. Again, thank you both for coming on the show. Any, any parting advice you want to leave with us before we hang up? No, we just want to thank you so yeah, much for you. having us on, on here. We, we, um, we're excited. Very grateful to have you. Grateful to share your story with others. It'll be in, in very inspirational to other people growing and especially uh, all the knowledge that we're talking about for the Airbnb stuff is something, um, frankly, we, we haven't really done in the last 200 episodes. So really, really appreciate you bringing that knowledge to us today. So until next time, my friends, think outside the box. I want to take this moment to speak directly with you and You've been a loyal listener for a while now. And for that, I wanted to take the opportunity to just say thank you. I have a goal of seeing this podcast in the top 10 of real estate podcasts on iTunes. There's a couple things you could do to help me make that happen. Number one, 
If you see something that we can improve on, I want to hear it. Your honest feedback will be well received and appreciated. Number two, if you get value out of the podcast and can make time for two to three minutes today, I'd be more than grateful if you could leave us a rating and review on the iTunes platform. I'd also love to meet you in person. In April, I'm going to be hosting the Finding Deals Summit. It's something that you need to go to anyway, because finding deals in this market are harder than ever. But I'm going to have the top experts sharing how to do that. That's going to be April 4th, 5th, and 6th. Also be speaking at Rod Cleese Boot Camp. So I'll be on stage. There's a lot of great networking. And if you want to get into multifamily, this is one of the best events that you can attend. That'll be May 17th, 18th, and 19th. And then finally, I've got another big conference that I'm hosting on July 11th, 12th, and 13th. What is it? It's the Asset Class Summit. At the Asset Class Summit, we will have top experts from around the country teaching their commercial real estate niche so that you don't have to chase shiny objects. I hope to see you at one of these events. You can get the link to find out more information in the show notes.